glass of beer and talk about uh, all the things we care. So spare a minute of your time. Oh, it's time for Brew Academy. Pairing beers with the Cicerone exam. Today, we pair a beer style with studying for the certified Cicerone exam. It's basically part of a series of tests designed to challenge your beer knowledge. We explore the history, challenges, and significance of the program as well as the process candidates go through to achieve the trademarked title of Cicerone. I want to make it clear, no one has to take or pass this program to properly enjoy beer. That would be ridiculous, to say the least. It is, however, fun to explore. With that said, take a seat, put on your thinking slash studying hats, and pour yourself a pint. The three beer styles we are considering today are, firstly, English bitters, secondly, Hefenweizen, and finally, Wit beer. Feel free to pick one of the styles and drink along as you listen. After talking with Evan Rosenberg from Beer City Brewery Tours, aka the Lighthouse of Beer City, and subsequently throwing my back out while loading my beer van, I thought it was time for a tamer, more educational, shorter beer pairing episode. And so, I hobbled around Quasimodo style to gather my beer books, charge my laptop, and sit down for a long session of research and reflection. As I said, and I want to make it very clear, if you enjoy beer, you enjoy beer. It's not necessary to intellectualize the act of drinking, in my opinion. However, there is some merit to learning more about what you're drinking and the journey it took to get into your pint glass. If you prefer a more structured way of learning about beer or just learning like I do, the Cicerone program is definitely an option. Let's take off our monocles, put our expensive pipes out, and look at the Cicerone program in an efficient, grounded, and unbiased way. And you know what? Let's pair beers while we do it. Now it's time for some fun, time for some dares, time for some adventures and be everywhere. I want to say any beer I considered for today had to be below 6% ABV or alcohol content because I don't think uh, most people want to be plastered while they're studying. With that said, let's get to know the beer styles we're considering today. Starting with wit beer, 4.8 to 5.6 ABV and lower bitterness at 10 to 17 IBU. The wit beer, like a lot of older beer styles, is complicated because the exact birth of the wit beer is murky. But we can say with some confidence that at the turn of the 14th century, monks living in monasteries located in the French-speaking part of Belgium brewed beer using local herbs and spices. Side note, if you've ever had Allagash White from Allagash Brewing Company in Maine, you're a bit familiar with this style. Spiced with coriander and orange peel, the beer uses unmalted wheat, which gives the beer its pale color. The Flemish word wit means white. When you taste it, there should be a sweet maltiness with possible notes of vanilla, honey, orange zest, and spices. Most notably and famously coriander. 
this style fell into relative obscurity until it slowly was reintroduced and now enjoys some popularity in the American craft beer scene today. In my opinion, this beer is a great candidate for mindful drinking while studying because of its use of identifiable spices, its lower ABV, and frankly, it's just pretty pleasant to drink. I first encountered this style while walking aimlessly around West Hollywood looking for a bar. When I finally found one, Allagash White was right in front of where I sat down. I took a sip, and the rest is history. On to our next consideration, the English Bitter. The English Bitter comes in a variety of what I'll call sub-styles, given the designations Ordinary, Best, Special, and finally, Extra Special Bitter, or ESB. All are applied to beers of increasing strength. For the purposes of today, we'll just stick with the blanket term English Bitter. The ABV varies depending on the substyle. Generally, it's 4.5 to 5.5, and the IBU is 20 to 40. This style first appeared in 1850 as a draft pale ale, and it grew increasingly lighter into the 20th century. The style is best served, in my opinion, as quote-unquote real ale or in a cask. That means even if you don't have it from a cask, you should try it a bit warmer. And when you do try it this way, you'll probably notice a balance between the malts, the hops, and the characteristic bitter finish. It's such a well-balanced beer. I think it's a solid choice today because it's a great showcase of, like I just said, malt, hop, bitterness, and it helps to learn and identify each of those characteristics. Finally, our last style up for consideration is the Hefenweizen. To properly introduce this fantastic wheat beer, I'll quote a paragraph from my copy of Tasting Beer by Randy Mosher. Alrighty, story time, my friends. Quote, By the 16th century, wheat beer was solidly established as the regional specialty in Bavaria. The Rheinheischgebiet, end quote, or German purity law, uh, quote again, has but one loophole, and this allows for the use of wheat in Weizens. The Bavarian royal family held exclusive rights to brew wheat beers through a boom and bust style that lasted nearly 300 years. Jeez. Reaching its greatest popularity during the late 17th century, in 1872, the fad nearly spent, George Schneider negotiated the rights to brew this royal style at the Schneider Brewery, which still brews wheat beers in Munich. Wheat beers are now so popular in Bavaria that they account for nearly a quarter of all beers sold there, end quote. Pretty cool. Ideally, you want to serve these in a large vase-shaped style glass to properly hold the foam. These cloudy little treasures are lightly hopped with a clean and smooth aftertaste and a slight lingering bitterness. Carbonation levels are very high because of the protein content of the wheat. There's usually kind of a fermentation character that is a balance between spice, banana, and bubblegum, although the intensity varies from brewery to brewery. It's for this reason and the historical significance of the Hefenweizen that I feel it to be justified in consideration. Quick fun fact that you can tell your friends at the bar. Okay, so you'll often see a slice of lemon alongside the vase rim of a Hefenweizen. It is said to be a holdover from a changing recipe. Apparently, Hefenweizens were once more sour. When the recipe changed, quote-unquote, old-timers began squeezing lemons in their glass to replace the now-missing acidity. We're going to get more into the Cicerone program, but our criteria for choosing are, one, historical significance, two, identifiable properties in the beer, and three, 
Finally, and most importantly, me like. I had to like the style. With that said, let's study, friends. I sit down on a picnic table. Drop my beer, drop my books, drop my laptop, and I look around. The birds are chirping. It's a beautiful 70-degree day. You know, when I was asked in kindergarten what I wanted to be when I grew up, I wonder if this is close to what I said or imagined. Probably not. But anyway, I'm here. I've got three beers in front of me and a hunger to learn about beer. Growing up, I heard the term sommelier used a lot. I'm mispronouncing that most uh, assuredly, but it's okay. Oh, that guy knows his shit. He's a sommelier. Cool, I always thought. To me, it always seemed like a fancy way to feel better about what you knew. I don't know. Being from Iowa, any accomplishment or boast was generally seen as unnecessary or self-indulgent. So, I don't know, officially getting a piece of paper saying you knew about wine when you could just, you know, know about wine without a piece of paper rubbed me the wrong way a bit. Years pass, and I hear about the beer equivalent to the Somalia program, the Cicerone. At first, I had a very similar reaction. I can just Google what I need to know or ask friends. But slowly, the more I looked into the program and how it would help me personally, I began to open up. I became less judgmental. With my personality, I generally prefer to have someone or something hold me accountable. This happens usually in the form of a class for workouts or, more honestly, information about beer. I'll be quoting and using an article from Cicerone.org entitled Cicerone Certification Program Milestone 10 Years of Beer Certifications. I think it's a press release of some kind, but there's some good information in there. The Cicerone program was founded by Ray Daniels when, in the late 1990s and 2000s, he noticed when many locations were pouring beer ruined by poor handling. Additionally, many people serving the beer knew little about the beer itself. Daniels wanted to shift this trend, and so he started a standardized funnel of information that later became the Cicerone. And Daniels, and here's where I'll quote the article, quote, approach was unique. Rather than founding a school that offered classes, he established a set of certifications based on what beer professionals should know when working various jobs. To help people assess what they needed to know, he published a lengthy syllabus for each exam that detailed all of the topics that would be tested and made them freely available online. End quote. <laughs> Let's talk quickly about what the program Daniels created entails. Founded in 2007, participants need to display knowledge in five areas. Number one, keeping and serving beer. Number two, beer styles. My favorite. Number three, beer flavor and evaluation. Number four, beer ingredients and brewing processes. And number five, pairing beer with food. And these levels are, and we'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode. Number one, certified beer server. Number two, certified Cicerone. Number three, advanced Cicerone. Number four, master Cicerone. I think it's important to say that Daniels launched the Cicerone program from his home in his office 
in Chicago when he was still working a part-time job. And so, at least from my perspective, the program comes from a deep love and appreciation for Bruce. I stare intently at the three beers in front of me. First, I pour the English bitter, and a dark brown liquid fills my traditional pint glass. Then, I pour the Hefeweizen into a large vase-shaped glass. There's a thick foam on the top, and the bright sun illuminates the cloudy gold. Finally, I pour the wit beer into a small goblet. I stare at the three beautiful beers. Dios mio. The most recent and following stats I was able to find date back a bit. I apologize. But it gives you just an idea of what the progression of each of the tests as of mid-December 2017. Pre-COVID, pre a lot of things, the number of certifications at each level was for certified beer servers, there were 94,880. For the second level, certified Cicerone, there were 3,305. For the third level, advanced Cicerone, there were 68. And finally, for the master Cicerone, there were 16 in 2017. From my knowledge, I think there's 19 now in 2023. To see a master Cicerone in the wild is like witnessing the Cubs win the World Series. It only happens every 100 years or so. I read my copy of Tasting Beer by Randy Mosher as I sip on the wit beer. And I think as good as it is, as much as I like this style, getting the the prevalence of the hops I'm looking for or the malt isn't prevalent enough to really focus on. And when you're studying, trying to identify different hops, different malts, and all this stuff, you really want to have it be present when you're tasting. You know, and it's actually funny, the wit beer is one of the first hopped beers, but now it relies more on herbs and spices uh, than hops. So let's save the wit beer for another day. As good as it is. And then there were two. I get back to my book. And as I read, I sip back and forth between the Hefeweizen and the English bitters. I keep asking myself the following question. Which of these beers can help me think about beer and the components of beer as I study to learn about beer. Before I choose, let's quickly go over what participants of the Cicerone program can expect at each level. Level number one, the certified beer server. This is an online-only test. It's a set amount of questions, and there's a small fee you have to pay to take the test. But to be honest, I took it, And some of the questions were a bit challenging. Not only do you have to know beer styles and beer pairings with food, there's a large emphasis on keeping and serving beer. You have to know draft systems, beer distribution, among other things, and you wouldn't necessarily think you had to know that for the first level. But once you pass the test online, you're officially a certified beer server. Level number two, the certified Cicerone. There are three portions of the certified Cicerone exam. Writing, tasting, and demonstration. The writing portion consists largely of short answers and fill-in-the-blank questions, plus three essay questions. You have up to three hours to finish the written exam. And when you get to the tasting portion, it consists of three different exercises. One, off-flavor identification. Two, style discrimination. And three, quality assessment. And candidates from their first sip 
are allowed 45 minutes. And finally, during the three-minute demonstration portion, you'll be asked a question related to beer service and receive a relevant item you will use to demonstrate your answer. The demonstrations are video recorded, which would make me nervous, graded off-site after the conclusion of the exam, and usually is conducted right after the tasting portion of the exam. All in all, about four hours, and you can take it about twice a year. You have to do it in person. This one's not online. Number three, the advanced Cicerone. Now, this is where it gets crazy, my friends. Candidates for the advanced Cicerone will participate in a day-long examination that includes multiple written, oral, and tasting components. Basically, the advanced Cicerone is the certified Cicerone, but on steroids. Finally, we get to the master Cicerone, the final level. There's only 19 people who have passed this since the Cicerone program started. This test takes two days, includes multiple written, oral, and tasting components. Oral examinations will be conducted by four different industry experts and often involve hands-on demonstrations of knowledge. And generally, you just have to, you really have to know beer. (laughs) You have to know beer so much. A ridiculous amount. Uh, This test is given only once per year. If you want to know more, specifically about the Master Cicerone program, in another episode I recommended a documentary called Beers of Joy. You really should check it out. It follows two or three people who are trying to become master Cicerones. Full disclosure, there is a food pairing part of the movie as well. I always skip past that because it seems like it's two different movies. But <laughs> So, fair warning. But look on Amazon Prime. I think it's on there and check it out. With that said, let's take a breath. And let's choose a beer. After a long pause, I reach to my right, gather my study materials, and pour the English bitters. Here is why, my friends. Although the Hefeweizen has a low ABV, rich history, and identifiable tasting notes, I feel like the English bitters is a great beer to sit down and break apart the components of, bit by bit, even more than the Hefeweizen. If you find an English bitter, or even an English pale ale to some extent, you can sit down, identify the malts, identify the hops, and and taste that bitterness. There's distinctive elements that are pretty easy to decipher and get to know. And what's great is it has a relatively low ABV that keeps you from blacking out while studying. To finish, I have some personal thoughts on the Cicerone process. Look, if you want to know more about beer in a structured way, particularly if you're in the beer industry, it's a great way to cover knowledge that might other ways pass you by. Additionally, if you're like me and love beer and just want to know more about it and you prefer some kind of structure while you study, it can be a good idea. However, in terms of being essential in learning and enjoying beer, it's not necessary at all. It's my belief that beer is best enjoyed mindfully with friends and you don't need a a title or certification to do that but hey it's fun to look into and i hope you learned something with this brief overview of the cicerone exam that is it for this week if you find value in this show please rate review and subscribe it really helps the show move along additionally check me out check the van out on instagram at the beer nomad van me and the van are up to all sorts of 
shenanigans. All right. Uh, yep, that's it. And I hope everyone has a good week, drink good beer, and be good to each other. Cheers. Mm.